Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Performance Through Health podcast. It's just me today. Um, so I've had a few guests on recently. If you haven't yet caught my uh, conversation with Joe Davis, that was a great conversation. That is currently my highest listened to conversations. Um, and I had some a lot of positive feedback back on episode number eight. Um, we discussed all things coaching, psychology, what it takes to be a coach, what it, it uh, you know it takes to make a lasting change, and uh, and it was a real good conversation with Joe. Like Joe's an amazing guy for a proper fitness academy, and go go out and check his his Instagram and social media because he really is sharing some valuable valuable content. And then just last week, uh, episode number ten with uh, Max McCall, and we talked about strongman and uh, his journey into strongman, which was really really interesting considering that he was a person who couldn't do a a, you know, a single press up when he was younger. He wasn't a fit guy at all, and he has now gone on to win uh, WA strongman uh, competition in 2017, and also gone on to coach individuals to world records and becoming world strongest man under 90k 90kg. So Naru, his uh, his um, his his client, uh, he's, he's he's actually agreed to come onto the show. We're just waiting to. Uh, have um, some times where we got we can line up our times together where he's got some free time. Obviously, he's a busy guy training, and I'm a busy guy with with, with work, business, and with doing this. So it's uh, it's going to be teed up, and I'm really excited to chat for that. But um, what have we got on today? So today, I just wanted to talk to you guys um, about a couple of things. Really, uh, number one, I'm probably just going to talk a little bit about supplementation. Uh, I've been asked by. Um, a friend of mine just to have a little discussion about supplements on the podcast and what I'm going to do is probably each week is going to be a little bit of a shorter uh, conversation with just myself just to scan over a, a couple of subjects and then the longer form conversations will be where I'm chatting with other individuals to really uh, um, dig deeper, deeper into to the content that other individuals can do so I can learn and so you guys can learn so I do get some guys I will get some guys and girls on here that I respect admire and uh, you know feel like I can learn from I've had uh, a couple of guys so who recently have I had on um, that I've had a conversation with so I've had uh, Andrew Murphy he is a, a YouTuber and content creator and he's got some incredible quality of his content and we discussed sort of the things we need to take into consideration really for uh, posting content and and how to get you know solid engagement on those and how and things that we can do to make sure that that content is is, is stands out had a, a bit of a journey into into how he's you know gone down that route and then we had a, had a conversation with Brandon uh, Foley as well so he's another coach strength conditioning coach out of uh, Revo in uh, Victoria Park and we deep dived into a bit of his story as always it's all about them sharing their story because I like to figure out the reasons why these individuals um, you know are, are so dedicated to their work and their role that they're in because I think that really frames the conversation to uh, show the passion that they have and you know the gift that they're giving back and and why they're doing that so Brendan shared a lot of information about how we can make long-term behavioral changes um, uh, and and his mission to essentially try and improve or try and uh, help and support men become the best version of themselves so for any men struggling out there 
listening that will probably be either episode 13 or 14 um, i'm getting a bit lost with all the episodes now but i will be keeping those posted so watch out on my social media martin mcfillamy on, on instagram so um gonna give a bit of an update of what i've been up to because i haven't talked uh myself for a little while i think I've, it's been a couple of weeks since i've done this one i've been really really kind of uh, busy with with my my, my role in as a, as a sleep and respiratory scientist Obviously, starts of the new year, we've got some new quarterly objectives. We had a lot changed, so we've changed our the ward that we were on. So we're no longer on a, a you know we're in a, we're in a brand new ward now, but which means we've shifted into uh, night shifts. So we're doing night shifts at the weekends. I particularly don't do night shifts. That's just um, a part of my agreement, and I'm more clinic focused, outpatient focused. However, the guys have been doing some night shift and. Uh, um, sorry, they always do night shifts, obviously they're doing sleep studies, but we can work and they're just teasing out all the issues that we, we're, we're having with work. And uh, um, we've got some, some new projects coming up, uh, rapid changes in the business that I'm involved with and I'm and, um, trying to keep on top of things. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's, uh, it's always a bit of a slow process when you're trying to make changes. You, know, you want them to work fast because you've got these ideas in, in, in your mind, but it's it, when there's particular stoppages or, or or roadblocks it can sometimes take a little while to get over those so it's always it's always good to make sure we're doing the best that we can and pushing it back to the individuals that can uh, that have got roadblocks and just keeping them accountable essentially and uh so person personal wise i still got joe uh, joe jo- uh, josh and olivia who are two friends uh, staying with us it's been absolutely awesome having them around josh is a um he's a, essentially an online app has an online app company called my, my mobile city apps and um it's all about him you basically being able to generate and create apps for for different businesses and and interview interview sorry uh, internet websites and he's been helping me build my website which has been fantastic for me so the website hopefully the final draft is going to be finished this 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 uh, week going to be passing that to a content creator just to go over my uh, content just to make sure it stands out a bit and the the writing is is better than I can do i mean my writing's okay but uh, you know, I want a professional to have a look over that, and then I'll get some professional guys who uh, are involved with the websites to have a look over it, and a few friends to have a look over it to make some changes, and then we'll have a website up and running so people can see what I want to be doing. There's going to be breaking down into four sections essentially of what I do, and uh, the first bit is performance through health, the the framework. So that is basically a, a help, a helping people become the best version of themselves through uh, their you know, their physical health, creating a, a vision that inspires them so that they can move forward, ensuring they've got the health, so they've got the confidence in their in their body in their mind that they're able to move forward. That creates a, the, the mindset that people have to to be confident and take action. And uh, you know, creating positive psychology so that we keep motivated to keep moving forward, and then you're working on your communication skills and your relationship skills to form the network that you need to form that and become the leader of that network, so you can become the the, the um, uh, essentially grow your or take action on that big vision that you have. You, it's very rare that people can just do it alone. They often need support around them, and if you're able to engage with individuals who can help you, uh, just like I have been doing through this podcast, you know, this podcast has been a means for me to be able to network with people whilst creating content whilst having a conversation and learning at the same time and also being able to expand that to you guys so that was just a way or a means for me to be able to spread that network of one way and uh yeah always 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 working on my leadership skills as well we had a, had a conversation about leadership a couple of episodes ago 
uh, different types of leadership uh, uh, styles, essentially. Um, so it's been great to have them around. They're they're, they're both real fun guys. We, uh, Josh and Olivia, are both amazing. They're they're very altruistic. They're very giving. It's really been pleasant to have them around. They have uh, you know they've got great values and they um, they hold me up to those values. So I'm appreciative of having them around. Really, um, Grace and I, Grace, my partner, we we're. Um, we're doing awesome at the moment. Really enjoying uh, our relationship at the moment. We're, 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 she brings out the best in me, and uh, I'm just looking at her, and I'm really appreciative of how, of how much effort she's putting into her own life at the moment. She's really going hard in fitness in the gym. Really enjoying her, her dance. Um, she absolutely loves dancing, and she's joined a couple of dance groups and just gets on with it. And she's just going for what she wants in in, in her life, which is which is fantastic. She's having a bit of a rough time with in terms of. Uh, a couple of accidents with cars and things like that but those things pass and go that's just, that's just part of life just have to be there to support her through it and, and make sure that she learns and grows well, I don't say make sure just see that there is a means to uh, allow her gr- to grow give her the space to do that and that's what I'm doing so I'm just holding my own doing what I need to do personally I probably need to uh, step up my game a bit I think I've been a bit lazy with my mornings I've been getting up a you know, it's seven o'clock rather than my usual five, five thirty. And that habit has just dropped off where I need to get that back in. I can't figure the point, the reason why it's ever since I've moved into this new place. Uh, there's got to be some resistance there. I think it's because I'm, I'm probably an extra 10 minutes away from the gym that I go to. So it's an extra 10 minute drive, a 10 minute there and 10 minutes back. 20 minutes, that 20 minutes difference does make a bit of a difference. But it's also just a bit of an excuse that I'm probably using. So I need to uh, get rid of that. And that's just all the sort of things that you, know, what you have to reflect on every now and then. So anyway... Um, like I say, just a short one. Uh, I had a bit of a conversation about supplements. So, what's my opinions on supplements? I mean, supplements in terms of food and for for performance and for health. So, if you haven't got the basics right and you haven't got your, you're not regularly eating um, whole foods, uh, foods from from the ground. You know, if it wasn't, if, if it didn't grow, if it didn't fly, if it didn't flourish, if it didn't uh, roam the land. And and uh, you, you know you eat from the land. If you haven't got the basics of that, then supplementation, throw supplementations out the window because that's just such a waste of money. If you can't get the basics right with your diet, and you can't nail uh, having a good substantial amount of plant-based foods and then some uh, grass-fed meats, and and for people out there who who can't afford um, things like grass-fed meats and stuff like that, look, let's just go for your your your, your standard meats, but let's not make sure it's processed. Let's get something that's real uh you can avoid things that are pumped full of hormones and stuff like that and you can and you can you can still be out you can you can still eat healthily on the cheap it's just about planning now the the issue when it comes to 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 food is that people are not aware of what they're eating or not planning what they're eating so what then happens is they just pick and choose what they've ever got they've got in the cupboard or what's convenient you have to dedicate time to that and once you've mastered that and ingrained that habit in there that's when you start to um you you look at the amount of food you consume and what types of food you consume and you can have a look at the micronutrient content of your of your plates and essentially your plates just need to be colorful of natural of natural foods and if they're colorful that means you're going to be getting a good mix of micronutrients and uh, that's all that's that's really and then, and then when we're at that you know when we've gone through that whole process of getting in that place that's when you start to look at supplementation now supplementation obviously if you have a um a a, a, a 
a detriment or a, 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 defici- a deficiency, sorry, then supplementation can help. I would probably always go food-based first. So for example, I did previously talk about iron supplementation on a, on a previous podcast, especially for those individuals that are looking at going to high altitude or hypoxic training. Um, and my housemate Josh, just at the moment as well, he's started to increase. He's going to the gym now. We've gone from not not training at all, just doing a bit of light exercise every now and then, to going to uh, you know an F forty five high intensity gym class four or five times a week. And he's been knackered. And he's probably he's also a, a vegan, so there's probably a high chance that he is deficient in iron. He had so many, he did actually feel better. Whether that's a placebo or whether it's actually um, beneficial for him it doesn't really matter he's getting that end result where he's got the energy back he did have a day's rest it could be one of those things as well but there's sort of considerations we need to take into place so number one would be when it comes to supplementation is uh, are you what what you currently eating uh, have a coach to, to to scan over that to see if there's any deficiencies and if you're feeling unwell and this is looking at health supplements if you're feeling unwell then have some blood tests to see whether you are deficient in any micronutrients and whether those uh, supplements are going to be worthwhile taking now in my opinion are there many um, uh, supplements that are worthwhile taking there's probably a couple for the general population if I'm just looking at um, everyone as a whole or the, the world as a whole or western society as a whole because it's it really it, it should be individualized because everyone's different everyone has a different body everyone's consuming different foods but there were really two that i was would be would be focusing on and, and the majority of us don't get enough time in the sun even though i live here in perth wa it's the middle of summer you know, I'm a busy person myself. I don't really get that much bare skin, um, the sun on my bare skin. And just 20 minutes a day, 15, 20 minutes a day is going to be enough to increase your vitamin D levels. However, I sometimes don't even get that. Now, I should because I should get out and give myself that free time. But unfortunately, life just takes on and your plans just take on. And, and you know, if you get up at six or seven in the morning, you straight to the gym, straight to work, straight in your car, uh, wearing, you know, a, a long shirt. And, and trousers you're straight back out of work straight back home again back onto the laptop or back onto um content or doing a podcast or something like that. the amount of time that i spend in the sun isn't, isn't a lot and i'm not the only one there's a lot of people out there who are doing exactly the same and there's a lot of people out there who live in countries who, who which are which, which are and they're not as fortunate as i am they're in cold countries and they just don't go out they don't go outside or particularly the sun isn't strong enough the the the, the rays that actually form the vitamin d by um, uh, you know, the sun exposure just just don't just the just don't have the UV is just not strong enough to promote that vitamin D um, uh, production. So for m- most people, especially if you exercise, I would probably recommend supplementing one to two uh, thousand um, international units of vitamin D, and then the other one would probably just be a form of omega three oils or fish oils because. We do live in a um, a society that eats a lot of um, fast food, processed food, food that's high in omega six and omega nine, that is uh, highly inflammatory. And if you, we also have a society that is very stressed and lacks sleep. So your body's kind of in this bit of infl- inflammatory state. So we really need to be able to bo- uh, get the right balance of um, omega threes to omega six. And I think it's it's roughly you want a uh, like a, a two to one or a three to one, or even in in athletes or people who have a deficiency, five to one ratio of omega three being the highest. 
and um, you know you can get some good quality fish 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 oil products I particularly get my fish oil products from myprotein.com I actually preferred the the liquid the liquid was better in um, DHA and um, I can't remember the, the, the other the other form of, of omega-3 or the other breakdown of, of, of omega-3 now but that's um, it was high in those two, two, two bits and that's a bit what we really really want to be looking for and that's just going to help balance out that inflammatory state in the body help the immune system and and help um, with with a lot of things that are really kind of crucial to the body function essentially and, and remaining in a state of health so those two supplements really would what i'd recommend for most people vitamin d and omega freeze and then when it comes to a performance perspective if you're an athlete looking to improve your your performance your exercise tolerance your exercise capacity really the only uh, there's only probably five that i would i would recommend now when we talk about protein supplements obviously we there's a variety of different proteins out there the best protein for muscular uh, protein synthesis is going to be your whey protein that is the highest in leucine and also one of the easiest digestible and absorbable uh, proteins on the market now is it necessary to have that not if you are getting your protein from your diet so if you're able to get your protein from you know, meats and all the the, the, the foods that you consume that are, that are high that are high in protein and you can hit your goals then you don't need to waste your money on supplementation i personally do like to supplement just because when i eat and when i it's just convenient in terms of the time the time aspect of it so first things in the morning obviously if i train in the morning and then i'm, I'm coming back and i'm in a bit of a rush to get out to get to work a protein shake is pretty pretty quick to get down you now there's a lot of myths around protein in terms of having to get it within in the anabolic window which was a you know the science used to suggest that uh, post exercise the body is, um, is is more likely to be able to absorb uh, proteins and carbohydrates because of the increases in insulin sensitivity and that protein and, and carbohydrates actually produce like a, a, an increase in insulin in the body so it drives it into the muscle and the muscles kind of craving those two things now it used to be suggested that you need to do that within 45 minutes but if you're getting your protein um, amounts throughout the day it actually doesn't really make much difference to your performance or your body composition so protein uh, supplements are probably the biggest ones on the market um, I enjoy them because I actually enjoy the, the, you know, some of the sweet tastes, you know, chocolate, chocolate flavor, or you got strawberry flavor. It's, it's a, it can be if you're dieting or you're you're trying to stick to have some healthy foods, then it can be nice to just have that as a bit of a highly highly palatable food, something that you actually enjoy, um, making a bit of a smoothie out of it, of it or something like that. So, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. And um, if you're looking at for a plant-based uh, protein, then I'll probably go with a pea protein. That's going to be the one that's going to be comparable to um, whey-ish in terms of its leucine content and its protein content however you are um, you're probably not going to be able to digest that as easily um, there was a recent study that I posted up on my uh, my social media that compared the two and there was no difference in the individuals who trained for eight to 12 weeks using like a CrossFit kind of training. Uh, I believe it was there was two different sessions they did over eight to 12 weeks and there was no there was improvements in obviously their fitness levels and their, their performance and their body composition, but there was no difference between the two. However, the study did lack numbers and it, the, the methodology that was being used was, wasn't uh, the greatest. So the, the actual amount of 
food the two groups consumed, although in the statistics it was not so significant, so therefore the statistics said they're equal, there was about an average of 400 calories difference between the two groups. So that means mean there was there was a, a wide range of uh, calories consumed between within the groups to make the statistics um, uh, not so significant. So um, in terms of protein, is everyone out there going to be taking it? Don't need to. It's not a, necess- not a necessity, but it can help if you're not getting your protein requirements, and that's more for elite athletes. Now, one that's a protein, one supplement that is beneficial, and that's beneficial to most people, and it's probably the most researched and the most well-known supplement that's beyond protein, and that's going to be creatine, creatine monohydrate. You don't need to be going and spending loads of money on, you know, these creatine kinase and all these uh sorry not creatine kinase all these uh crealkalines and all these different forms of creatines you don't need to be spending money on that you just need the basic creatine monohydrate and for most people it's going to be five grams post-workout or five grams pre-workout for people who are a bit larger and have more muscular on them 10 grams post-workout and what that's going to do it's just going to increase the amount of phosphocreatine that's within the muscle so therefore you're, you're able to generate adenosine triphosphate faster adenosine triphosphate is the uh, the universal energy molecule and the system that actually is, is utilizes the phosphocreatine system and that's that the explosive so the strength and the power system and that, that short burst in, uh, you, know, you might think in uh, 60 meter 100 meter sprints uh, rapid, rapidly change over a, a chemical reaction within the body where phosphocreatine binds with uh, ADP to create ATP. And the phosphate is just basically carried, carried across onto that uh, adenosine diphosphate, which is adenosine plus two phosphates to then additionally add that one uh, phosphate, which is in the, which is in the uh, creatine monohydrate um, and when it's stored in the muscle. So it's actually more readily available. So you're most likely to be able to get a few more reps out. You're most likely to be able to uh, recover a bit faster between sprints and things like that just because you've got a readily available uh, phosphocreatine stores in, in the muscles. Is that, again, useful for everybody? Not particularly if you're an endurance athlete or you're an athlete who doesn't really use that system, um, then they're not. That being said, it probably it probably could be for endurance athletes, just for elite endurance athletes. For example, if you're a sprinting at the end, you might use those phosphocreatine stores and it might have you a little bit of an extra edge. Is it safe? Um, yes, in the doses that it recommends. So you know, there's been a lot of talk about what it does to your kidneys and what it does to your water retention. And yes, you are going to pull in a bit more water into the muscles. It's going to be fuller. You're going to be. You might hold a bit more uh, water in the body. Um, usually, some people get not some. It's very minor. Some people just get a, a few spots or a bit of a reaction that usually goes after about ten to twelve days. Um, and what's the you know what's what is the protocol? So they used to say that you should load the creatine to begin with so you have like you know uh, creatine four 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 times five grams of creatine uh, throughout the day and then after 10 days you can just drop that to five grams i particularly just found that i just find just sticking to five grams or five to ten grams just post-workout in your post-workout shake if you have one um if not just pop it in a bit of juice and 
uh, and or, or like a you know a cordial that you can just drink down. Um, I just found like doing that long term just has the same benefits. I'm not in a rush to be in a competition. I'm not a rush to get it all in me. So, but and I just continuously, usually, just continuously stay on 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 creatine. And there isn't really any side effects of it. Um, all the myths about the issues with the with kidneys and stuff like that. That's all with people who are prone to issues like that, and they're already probably on different steroids and God knows what they've been taking that dehydrates in their body because they're on a bodybuilding competition or something, and the kidneys are just giving out. So, creatine would be the next one that I'd probably look at for most individuals um, and then really you've only got a couple of supplements that uh, beta alanine beta alanine is a supplement that's going to help with um, uh, intracellular buffering so what does that mean so that when we go and do high intensity exercise we actually start to get a byproduct of hydrogen ions in in the blood that lowers the ph of the blood and then the, therefore the muscle is not able to contract as much and we get this burning sensation which actually then is the limiting factor to exercise so what uh, beta alanine does it actually increases the carnosine in in the muscle and carnosine is an intracellular buffer essentially it means that it it uh, takes on those hydrogen ions and and converts them into in, into something else that with the, the ph of the blood is stable for longer and uh, that's particularly good for people who are doing repeated bouts of high intensity 60 60 seconds to two minutes work so uh crossfit trainers um, would be particularly good for that uh, 400 meter runners and you know, even these cyclists uh, beta alanine and there's a, the, the research coming out of Nottingham Trent University for the last 10 years maybe even 15 years by Craig Sale uh, Brian Saunders all those guys they are um, uh, uh, Roger Harris was one of the, the the original guys he wasn't actually at Trent I can't remember at university he's at now um, but uh, Professor Roger, Roger Harris he's probably one of the big guys to look at if you're going to look into the literature for 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 beta alanine and Beta alanine is one of those that's um, one of those supplements that's put in these pre workouts, and it's it's that feeling that gives you it's the supplement that gives you that tingling feeling. Now, the recommended dose for beta alanine is is to begin with, you'd usually have um, um, a bit of a loading phase with, with beta alanine, um, and you get like again four four times five grams of it. Um, you're looking for the carnosine, which is the carnosine, which is the actual painted version. That's actually probably the best. So C A R Y O S Y N. That's going to be your best form of beta alanine. Um, and if you have that, you know, if you have that dose and you feel like you get the tingles on your skin, you don't like that. You can just basically split that into smaller. Um, uh, uh, smaller smaller doses over a longer periods and maybe do that for six to eight weeks and then you can probably just keep topped up with five grams just like your creatine i again um like i'm not a comp- competitive athlete although i do like to use beta alanine as a tool to uh train harder so i can improve my my body composition um then or, or, or you know all my athletic uh, performance with just a few extra reps or or you know a bit a bit of a faster recovery between sets and i just stick it with my creatine my creatine and my beta alanine just go together in my post-workout shake and that just continues going on um so in terms of that you've obviously then got carbohydrate supplements that you can use so if you're a long distance runner and you're you're running on a carbohydrate rather than a low carbohydrate diet you can just keep topped up using the carbohydrate or you can have that at half time during a a um you know, an athlete, in a sporting event and that was going to help you re- replenish your muscle glycogen so you can then continue to um, have readily available glucose for the for the muscles and you don't basically run out of carbohydrates and and fatigue faster because that's the most common issue in in athletes is is just 
you're using up all that muscle, muscle um, all the sugars that are stored within the muscle, which is called the glycogen. Um, and then the final one is going to be caffeine. And caffeine has been around for God knows how many years, hundreds of years. But a smaller, small amount of caffeine can just make people a bit more alert. It can improve reaction time, improve recovery. Um, it can Im- improve your uh, re- repeated bouts of exercise, and and you know, it can it can really just basically make you feel a bit more energetic. And and I've already, I think, I've maybe previously on the podcast discussed about the effects of caffeine and how that just basically blocks the adenosine receptors Um, and adenosine is what basically slows down cognition within the brain and makes us feel a bit sleepy so caffeine can be utilized as a as a stimulant uh, in a way to make you a bit more a bit more alert and with caffeine um, most pre-workouts probably overdo it with the caffeine just to make you feel really buzzing but then they'll have a lot of side effects of come downs and you know everything that goes up has to come down and also you've got to be careful mindful that caffeine does stay in your system for six seven hours and if you have that late in the evening it's going to struggle with your sleep and that's probably not going to be beneficial for your performance the following day so it's about um being uh i guess the content and the context of when you're using the caffeine and what you what the uh, end goal outcome is that you require so if sleep's more important to you then then that small amount of caffeine that you're going to consume to get you know feel that little bit of a buzz before you're training then you know i wouldn't take caffeine and do i take it well i get up at if i train i'm training at 5 15 or 5 30 in the morning and yeah i enjoy just having a small amount of caffeine and i literally have half a scoop of pre-workout probably not even 100 milligrams of caffeine and that just gives me that little bit of just i feel like i'm awake it's you know it increases the cortisol increases that stimulus so that you're not feeling so tired in the gym so you're just ready to go straight away so they're the only real supplements that i would recommend um, people use uh, you've got to be very mindful out there that there's a, so much marketing around supplements that people fall for these gimmicks really you do need to go for the expensive stuff just because it's got flashy writing on there do you need to be pulled in by all the writing um, and all the you know the marketing that they do no I would be very uh, mindful of what you do and you can look at examine.com um, if you go on there you can pretty much type in any supplement and it would tell you whether there's any evidence behind it and if there isn't which like most of the things that I put in there especially I would be mindful if you're buying a supplement and it has kind of uh, on the ingredient it's got like a, a painted um, mix or like a matrix calls it a matrix off, often and that's usually just a, a load of bullshit that's been thrown together to make it sound good that um, you know it's going to give you this extra pump or it's going to it's going to increase the vasodilation in this area and it's going to pull blood into this and make you grow faster anything that has extreme uh, kind of um, uh, heavy kind of uh, I guess what would the word be Anything that basically says it's going to help you significantly is probably a gimmick because supplements are really only 1% improvements, if anything. And for the majority of people, it's only the very top elite athletes that's going to make a difference for. Um, and for me, I probably don't need to make, I probably don't need to take any supplements myself, but it's just maybe a part of my ego. It's just latching onto that as, as saying, I know it can help me, so I'm going to take it. Um, if you don't have the money to do so, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, anyway, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Sorry, it's, it went on for a little bit longer than I expected. Anyway, uh, so in terms of just a recap, uh, what's been going on? We were going to have a few more guests that are going to be coming on the, the show, 
Um, really looking forward to having them over. Lachlan Samuel, just this weekend, he opened up about his um, you know, mental health issues and what the Open Up podcast is and Open Up Group. And that's basically, a, he's dedicated his life now to make mental health uh, mainstream after some serious issues he's had and looking into the FIFO culture and you know, all the big companies that are doing that and they just don't take mental health seriously. So he's, he's, he's passionate about changing that and that will be coming out in a few weeks time that was a real deep conversation really really uh, I was just sat there while I was listening to him and I was just kind of I could f- I could feel I was almost on board and the empathy to the point where I could feel the pain that he'd been through um, and I was trying not to do that because I didn't want to take uh, you know take away the power from him but uh, some some deep-rooted issues that men suffer and struggle with that in silence that he has managed to open up and really uh, set the standard of of being vulnerable really so um anyway i hope you guys have enjoyed this one it was uh went on for a bit longer than i expected um and thanks again for for listening and i will catch you again next week we will have uh andrew murphy on so thanks again bye